When I'm talking to a like-minded person, someone who has the same similar energy, boom, man, you just go back and forth. But when you're talking to someone who doesn't jive with you, um, what you really want to do is is try to figure out what's, you know, play a game, right? Uh, so when they're talking, you're receiving that information. You're acknowledging that person, right? Um, and, and you're really asking questions to them and you're trying to figure out what's going on at the time. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. Too many of people that, I, that don't drive with you can really bring you down. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I have a little different one on for you today. I have Jeff Donatello. This is the man who's going to tell us how do I increase our energy? He has the Center for Well-Being, three practices. They're growing like crazy because they're helping people increase their metabolic function. They're helping people increase their energy, which as you guys know, energy is life. And in business, the more energy you have, the more you can get done, the more you can accomplish, the more people you can impact and the more money you can make. So Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show today and take us into what are some of the things that right away that you see as a former chiropractor, you know, medical nutritionist that is keeping agents and business people from having their highest level of energy? Yeah, thanks for the intro. I'm, I'm psyched to be here, man. Um, yeah. Number one, inflammation, right? Inflammation yeah. comes from many places. Uh, you have to look at, we always talk about physical, chemical, and emotional stress. So if you want to make the money, you have to be happy and healthy. And you have to really look at what's going on in your world that is is keeping you down. And, you know, everybody is comes from a different spot. So, you know, we work with a lot of people that are overweight, um, that have joint issues where, the world of drugs and surgery just isn't cutting it. And also, this country is a super unhealthy country. Would you agree? It's just not a healthy country. Right. Uh, and that's because it's run by drug companies and it's run by insurance companies. So yeah. we find my job is to find the best stuff out there to vet out the best education for my, uh, my staff. We have 10 health coaches. We have a bunch of nurse practitioners. And their whole goal is to get people back to life. And, uh, you know, people lose 20 to 40 pounds in the first three months in our practice. They fly in on private jets or they drive their car to get this type different types of cutting edge stem cell therapies that, uh, that we use. They come from all over the place. And um, it's been a real fun way to really find what's the most bang for our buck, you know, because we have to be a lot of business people listen to this. Um, a lot of medical people are not entrepreneurial. They may think they are, but you've got to mix the two. You've got to be able to get people in the door and you've got to be able to have a great product that they want to buy and then you got to be able to service those goods and get referrals and give people the best customer service you can get so that's what we're all about trying to help people and uh you know we do very well because of it and we're very fortunate my wife and i she always mention kelly she's my co-director um and uh the two of us uh we uh we do very well we, we like to we're happy people and that's all that matters i think yeah and, and a lot of happiness comes from energy so so right away out the gate you talk about inflammation and so the ways to attack inflammation are talking about mostly food or what, what are the ways that you attack it? Yeah. You know, I think food's a great place to, to start. 70% um, of our country is overweight. I mean, yeah. Matt, that's a problem. Um, you know, it, it, belly fat exudes what's called uh, interleukin-6. It's a cytokine. It's a chemical messenger that creates havoc throughout your whole body. It suppresses immune function. It leads to cancer. Um, so the first thing you have to do is, is get that fat off of you. And we're not talking to be shredded, right? But if you're walking around, you know, with, um, you know, 25 to 30% body fat, and you know who you are, 
right? I mean, a lot of people post COVID put all this weight on you. Maybe you, maybe not, um, you know, but I'm not asking you to see it. I don't want to see everybody's abs necessarily, but you know where you were when you were in high school, when you were fully grown as, as, a, as a man, right? And yeah, you're going to put more weight on as you get older. Um, you know, as I'm almost 55 now and my body fat is sitting around 17, 18% and um, doing the exact same stuff 10 years ago, it was around 12%. So um, am, am I still healthy? Yeah. To get down to 12% would be unhealthy for me. I'd have to really starve myself and not be, you know, not do things that are, are, are fun in my world. So I think we have to look at everybody as an individual and we're not all the same. That's why diets, Matt, they don't work. Um, you can lose weight with the diet and our metabolic reset is not about that. It's about trying to stabilize insulin. The fat comes off, but we want to make sure that we understand why you're sitting in front of us over three months. We have a lot of time to talk to you as a patient or a client with our health coaches have different techniques to figure you out. Um, because so you asked me before, what, what is it? It's not one thing. It's a lot of things and stressors come from many different ways. And we can talk more about that and, uh, you know, wherever you want to go with this conversation, I'm there. So, so let's kind of put a bow on the food piece. So, I mean, basically, what specifically are you seeing? Are there, is there like a list of foods like you should eat these to lower inflammation? You should not eat these? What would be kind of some of the go-tos? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you boil it down to a, a basic level, if, if, if you're opening packages, right, consistently – um, and they're, they're in cardboard or plastic, and there's more than three to five ingredients, then guess what? That food is not there for your health, okay? Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen probably, um, it's going to be high in carbs, it's going to spike your insulin, and you're going to be hungry in two hours, and you're going to be driving into the next gas station and pulling out whatever it is you're doing, and it's a cyclic thing or fast food, right? So the best bang for your buck is we all know this um, – you know, it's, it's going to be a, a wide variety of food. And the problem is, you know, with meats and veggies and, and good, good fruits. Um, but the problem is people have food sensitivities nowadays. And they might have – that's part of our program. Um, when we have someone that sits in front of us, our nurse practitioner, uh, we do three significantly important tests where we'll look at your blood and we do a full metabolic panel, which is more than your doctor is going to give you. A doctor's going to do a CBC. Your annual checkup a lot of times isn't worth the paper that it's printed on. It's, it's disease blood work. They're trying to look for disease. We're trying to look for health in that, in that blood work. What that means is we want to look at more markers. We want to look at inflammation, and we want to narrow down those ranges um, to what a healthy human being would have as an, as, a, as an optimal number, not what sick people have. Because when you get blood drawn, they compare the blood to the sick disease population that gets their blood drawn. So we want to optimize those numbers. So we do a full blood panel on people. Um, we do 24-hour cortisol tests. We want to see uh, what, what stress does to you. And it, we can get into that more if you want, but stress is super important. Um, we also want to look back to your original question the, at the foods. We do a 95-panel um, food panel, and we really look and see what foods are sensitive to people, people have sensitivities to or allergies to, because that will elevate inflammation. So and we do a lot of that virtually. Um, you know, we start up 100 to 150 people a month, and about 80% of that are from all over the country. So if you're sitting in your car, we're north of Boston. The great thing right now is, you know, we can do this via Zoom. We can send the tender to LabCorp in your area, and we can do this. So there's a lot of programs out there, and people say, what makes ours different? I think really what it comes down to is we have 10 health coaches that are all certified, and we spend a lot of time with these ladies 
and we're always brainstorming. We're masterminding every week what's working, what's not. And now three years in, we feel pretty confident that we can we can help almost everybody. We have about a 98% success rate that lose 20 to 40 pounds and keep the weight off. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. How is inflammation measured in the body? Well, through blood. Um, there's yeah. different markers. So we want to look yeah. at markers. A lot of times where your doctor's not going to look at these markers. So there's a marker called homocysteine, right? Yeah. There's a marker called C-reactive protein. Um, insulin levels. If your insulin's too high, that's a marker. Hemoglobin A1C is how much blood sugar, how, how much blood is surrounding your red blood cells over a three-month time frame. Um, then we have all the, the fat markers. We don't want to have you know, high levels of lipids in your body, right? Um, but we have to, you know, cholesterol, there's a lot of times they're just going to look at your cholesterol and say, well, it's high, take a statin. Well, there's a lot more to that picture, right? If your triglycerides are low and your HDL is high and your LDL is high, maybe that's a different pattern. Um, so it's, it's a story um, that we have to look at in the blood. And um, the inflammatory markers are um, the great thing about it. We can turn them around usually within six weeks, probably quicker. So that's fun. So I got an off the wall question. So I've, I've gone on a few weight loss cycles and 2019, I got down to about 154 pounds or so. So my lightest I've been since high school. And at that time I applied for life insurance. My wife was getting some life insurance and we said, well, maybe I should get another policy or, or get, you know, uh, upgrade the policy. And I was the healthiest in my opinion that I ever been in my life. And so I, you know, they do the blood work to the insurance and they denied me for insurance because my, um, cholesterol was too low. Too low. Like, too yeah. low. Have you heard of such yeah. a thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hypocholesterolemia is worse than high. So people don't realize really? that. Oh, it's way worse. And it usually will only come from statin use. To have it be low on its own is kind of rare. There's, there's things you can do to get that back up quickly. But um, yeah, so your cholesterol is the building block for your hormones. And if you don't have cholesterol, you're not going to make testosterone or, or all the other hormones. So I, I used to have people that would come in my office bragging of total cholesterol of 120, 130. And I was like, right now, you have to get back to your doctor and modify that statin and, and get those statins. To, you're, you're taking too much. Um, so, yeah, um, low cholesterol, in my opinion, is probably worse than high cholesterol. So they were justified denying me a life insurance policy. Yeah, you got rated. It's called getting rated. Um, yeah, yeah. You must have had a high policy. You were probably looking for a big number. And, uh, you know, maybe a lot of I times think my wife happens. was looking for the big number, is actually what was happening. Oh, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. <laughs> right. it's, uh, yeah, so. Um, that's why they do the tests because they want to see, you know, there's an algorithm and there's analysts that know he's going to die sooner. We don't want to pay him out. So yeah. go back to the drawing board. Yeah. All right, cool. So kind of getting back on track here. So basically inflammation is measured by all these different things. Now you, you were mentioning earlier that stress is a big deal. And I, it I feel, I feel that like, even when I don't feel stress, I I've now starting to identify that I eat differently when I'm stressed than when I'm not stressed. Yeah. So so to, for the people that stress eat, what's, what's the process look like to help them detach that process? Well, I, the first thing that pops in my brain is ahead of time, right? You got to prep what's going yeah. on beforehand. Um, so breath work is really, really important. I think if you feel, you know, biofeedback, if you can feel your body like tightening up and just meeting after meeting is horrible. 10 deep breaths, diaphragmatic Deep breaths, Wim Hof breaths, if you follow Wim Hof, 10 breaths, you concentrate on that, can change all your physiology like that very, mm. very quickly. Um, I think that you want to exercise every day. You want to move, and you want to intermittently mix that up with high-intensity interval workouts. So 
every day. I'm going to get off this podcast and have another call. And then me and my little dog here, we're going to go for an hour walk in the woods. So yeah. um, like one of our GoBro friends, uh, Tim Rhodes says, get the goods in the woods. Right? right yeah, man. Um, so that's important. So breathing, I think, is important. Exercise is important. Get your sleep cycle down, okay? Alcohol, get it out if it's causing you problems. So that will disrupt your sleep. That's why I mentioned how does, how does How does somebody – okay, so, so basically the problems you're referencing are sleep in particular. Yeah, I think sleep is huge. If you don't get your sleep patterns down, if you're not sleeping well, for our health coaches, um, they will not lose weight. If you – and there's a physiology behind that um, that I find very interesting. So if your body is at rest, if you're getting under six hours of sleep, there's studies to show that you will become type 2 diabetic. Your body will be stressed out, and it's going to retain sugar. It's scared. It's in a sympathetic fight-or-flight response all day long because you didn't get sleep consistently night after night after night. And what it's going to do is it's going to say, I'm not getting rid of this, this, this energy source. We're going to convert it to fat because we don't know what our next meal is because we're scared. We're stressed. So that sleep pattern will actually elevate blood sugar. Crazy, right? Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us, and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. So I want to ask a question on this, and this might be outside the scope, but so like I'm a mathematical person, so I love when they say calories in, calories out, right? It's just a thermodynamic system. But obviously there is some chemicals, insulin, things going on that, that direct differently. So if you're in a calorie deficit and you're sleep deprived, yeah. is it that then your body then is pulling from muscle to preserve the fat? Is that what's happening? I wish it was that simple. I really yeah. do. Um, so the calories in, calories out, um, really what it comes down to is if you're in a caloric deficit, you're going to lose weight. I mean, our program puts people in a caloric deficit, but yeah. what it does is it does it in a way that it's softer on the body for yeah. 60 days to get them to burn fat. Um, the reality is this though, it's, if you, and I think, I think about this a lot. So let's say a 2000 calorie diet for you a day of cotton candy, that's yeah. what you're eating, okay? Versus a 2000 calorie diet of avocado. They're both gonna mess you up eventually, right? But yeah. let's just say you get the 2000 calories in of cotton candy, versus a good 2000 calorie diet calories in calories out well that cotton candy is going to destroy your metabolic processes so your 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 catabolic catabolic processes the breaking down of tissue is going to be elevated and your anabolic processes the growth of tissue is going to be slowed down so while the weight might come come off 
Um, there's such a thing as skinny fat, right? Yeah, you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be inflamed so much that you are, and you and you might get, you might even get into well, in this case, you probably wouldn't get into ketosis and break down muscle. But over time, if you're not exercising, your body's just gonna go to hell in a handbasket. So I think, um, yeah, calories in, calories out is easy to say, but if that was the case, then all these diets would work long term. And what we find is we use whole foods. Real foods, we teach people how to eat. We teach people how to go to the grocery store. We don't inject them with drugs or peptides. We don't do it. And we don't, so the business model, I want people to understand this. If you're listening to your car, listen up. The majority of these diets that are out there, their business model is to get you into a maintenance phase where you're buying their prepackaged foods. That's where they make their money. And their prepackaged foods, great. If you want to eat prepackaged foods for the rest of your life that are frozen and shipped to you, that's not what we, we have our people do. Um, it's not sustainable, and that's why diets don't work long-term. We want to teach people how to keep that inflammation down, how to sleep better, how to handle relationships, how to communicate better, because their wife or their kids or their boss, you know, because they don't know how to communicate with them, maybe increasing their stress so they go home and they want to binge eat, which gives us back to your original question. How do you, how do you stop that binge eating and eating of junk? Well, you have to be aware of way before that, right? That's going to happen after. Does that make sense? So a great practice for the binge eating, because would you say like, it's probably the vast majority of the time people binge eat based on stress. Is that a fair assumption or, or there were yeah. a lot of other reasons? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, so, so basically your, you know, doctor's order, so to speak would be, Hey, if you're a binge eater, you need to, before every meal or before you enter the room of where you're going to eat your meal, you need to have 10 deep breaths every single time. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you have 10 deep breaths but and you have a, 24 ounces of water and take 20 minutes, you're not going to binge eat. And I yeah. would almost guarantee that if you're binge eating, you probably didn't get a good workout that day. Mm. You probably didn't. And the stress is, it's from stress. So I'll tell you, if I didn't work out the way I work out, and I'm not obsessed, you know, every day I try to do something, I take days off if I want to. Um, but I had a really great CrossFit-like workout today, and I'm going to go walk my dog. If I didn't do those things with my energy, I would go nuts. I have yeah. to have to have to put it somewhere, and I would probably come home and binge eat too. I don't know, and I, and I do sometimes. I don't know. I mean, you know, what yeah. did I have the other day? I had a big old thing of, of uh, French toast, stuffed French yeah. toast in this restaurant with whipped cream for breakfast, and it was good. And uh, you got to do it occasionally. So, so talk to define good workout. I mean, so is it anything that like, I mean, you're trying to let the stress out, right? So it's either like it's boxing, it's resistance training. It's, I mean, we're not, I mean, like a light walk is good for your body, but is a light walk might not be enough for stress. You think, or, um, I know I totally think it is. I think that high intensity interval work is something that should not be done day after day after day, yeah. unless you're training. I mean, I've done 120 triathlons. I used to own triathlons. Um, my body weight right now is 208 pounds. It used to be 70, 178 pounds when I raced, right? I was like crazy that way. That was 10 years ago. I was way more unhealthy. I was doing split workouts of high intensity work. Now, you're younger, you can handle that, right? But you have to work into it. So I think an ideal workout, it depends on that person. And um, there's so many factors. Going out and walking, um, or mountain biking or, or do or paddle boarding is super, super important. But I think you have to, you have to have resistance, resistance workout to work too. I think you have to keep your upper body strong. And a lot of those 
long, slow distance exercises don't work your upper body. And um, if you're looking to be healthy and keep weight off, you, you really have to keep that muscle tone throughout, throughout your body, not just your, your uh, ambulatory you know, muscles that are helping you walk or bike. You got to mix it up. So, so the key principles, do a workout that puts you in a calm state, take breath work, drink, 20, uh, drink some water, wait 20 minutes, and then eat, and then just kind of tabulate your results. And then obviously you're going to see probably a huge decrease in the amount that you binge eat. So let's go, yeah. let's, go back, let's go back to the very beginning part of the conversation, which is increasing energy. I think your first response to that was inflammation. What are the other elements that are involved in, in decreased energy? In decreased energy? Um, yeah. I think... Again, I don't want to go back to food, right? But food is everything. So I think that the, the keys are you have to have good food, you have to exercise, you have to sleep, and you have to have good emotional connections. Those four things. Those are my tenets. Okay? And I can say that again. All right? You got to eat well. You got to exercise properly. You got to have great emotional connections, and you have to sleep well. And that emotional thing, you know, your kid got kicked out of school. Your, your boss is screaming at you. You know, whatever it is, you're getting divorced. That throws everything out the window. And um, so those are the four tenets, I think, to keeping stress down and keeping good energy up high. Yeah, and I love how you throw the emotional thing in there because, I, I, I mean, there's times where I eat really healthy and there's times where I don't. And one thing I notice is that it seems like even more powerful to me. I mean, like, okay, well, if I eat like a huge fettuccine Alfredo, then I'm like on the couch. So then my energy's gone. But, but basically, if I'm having a conversation like what we're having, my energy levels are up there, right? Because I'm, I'm passionate about what we're talking about, but I can yeah. walk across the street and, and run into somebody that I don't have anything in common with. And my energy drops like 75%, 80%. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Well, you know, what's great about that. Um, I, I've been working with a communication coach. I know we talked about yeah. it before. And one of my things, I'm the same as you. When I'm talking to a like-minded person, someone who has the same similar energy, boom, man, you just go back and forth. But when you're talking to someone who doesn't jive with you, um, what you really want to do is, is try to figure out what's, you know, play a game, right? Um, yeah. So when they're talking, you're receiving that information. You're acknowledging that person, right? Um, and, and you're really asking questions to them, and you're trying to figure out what's going on at the time. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. It, too many of people that, are, that don't jive with you can really bring you down. And if, you're in a, if you run a business all day long, you're going to have to learn how to communicate better with people. So I think emotional connections um, and really finding out, you know, identifying quickly the type of people that, that you struggle with. So for me, an engineer left brain person who has no affect that doesn't like, like, like you just smiled, right? You're a great communicator. That's, I hope I am too. Uh, yeah. Someone that has a flat face that doesn't respond. Um, in the past, I've struggled with those people, but now yeah. I know that that's just the, their way of receiving my information. So, um, you know, I think you'll you'll have better emotional connections throughout the day, whether it's a gas station attendant, the lady at the bank, your wife or girlfriend or husband um, or coworkers. And I think that learning how to communicate better is everything. Well, and it's really interesting too, because I mean, like step one is just recognizing like, hey, it's, it's not necessarily, they're not hating on you. This is just who they are. And then, and then you can start to develop skills. So I like to put a certain amount of energy into bettering my skills with people that I'm very different from just so that there is, you know, better relationships, smoother processes. But what I've also found to your point is why would I try so hard with somebody over here when I can literally go switch over and talk to Jeff 
And then it's like, boom, right? There's fireworks, there's energy there. And so I think that's one thing too, when we're talking about energy, if people just surround themselves with similar people, the, oh, the yeah. energy is going to be, I mean, like that's a much faster way of getting energy. It is, but that's called utopia. And right? it's not realistic, right? Because um, you have to go down to the DMV and get your driver's license, <laughs> right? You have to do that. Um, you got to get your iced coffee at Dunkin' Donuts and have the lady throw throw the wrong order at you and they get mad when you, when, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, went to, I went to Chick-fil-A two nights ago and got a Chick-fil-A and I didn't go to the drive-through ordering. I went like an idiot right to where they give you your food. And the guy's like, he flipped out on me. He's like, that's not how we do it. What are you doing here? And I was like, all right, I'll see you in about five minutes. I had to drive around the building, place my order like a normal human and come back. But yeah. I think some people would have gotten in an argument with the guy. And um, I've learned, you know, over time, just take it, you know, understand where is he coming from? He's probably not a happy dude working at Chick-fil-A on a, on a Saturday night, you know, it's, uh, but I don't know. Again, surround yourself with, with like-minded people as much as possible. You're a high energy, high I, probably high D as well, personality type. How'd you get through medical school? Like, I mean, I could see why you're great in sales and business, but like a lot of medical schools is like in the textbooks, right? It's, it's not engineer like, but I mean, there's a similar element that like a lot of doctors have, like they're just conscientious and steady. You're this like vibrant, super energetic. Yeah. I go nuts sitting in a classroom. Crazy. Um, yeah. but I read something once and I remember it, which is very fortunate. Oh, um, yeah. So I would just have to bury myself for a little while, go through it, understand it. And then I remember it for a long time. So I'm, I'm very, but here's my problem. Just like you said, right, Matt, if you're in, if you're in school with a professor who was boring, it would drive me crazy. As soon as I recognize this guy's, I'm getting nothing from him. I tend to shut down and, um, you can't do that in school. You got to figure, at least get by and figure out how to learn how to, you know, jump through the hoops. So yeah, it was a challenge, but, um, you know, I would never go back in a million years. <laughs> right. And, and so now that you're here, like what, what are some of the things that you have learned from helping clients that you've applied to your life and business that's helped you in business? <sighs> Something that I've learned from, from my people that I've applied yeah, to like, my like life. Increasing energy, et cetera. Yeah. You know what? I think what pops into my head is that I try to, I try to figure out where they're coming from. All right. I try to I try to put myself in their situation as much as possible um, to have empathy for a lot of people that are struggling. And we attract people that come in, Matt, that are, man, we have these meetings. And like, did you see Mrs. Smith? Mrs. What a mean, mean person. She's not happy. And the week after this lady's totally happy because she's mm. not inflamed anymore. And she's down 10 pounds and she's a different person. So I think in my world, I, I, I because I work with a lot of people that are struggling, um, that, I have much more empathy than I might have in the past because I, I wasn't around as many people that were, um, you know, we change people's lives every day. I try, I try to tell my staff that you, you're changing their life. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's a really cool place to be. It's a cool, it's a cool thing to do. What is your vision like for your life and business next 12 to 18 months? My, my vision for my business? Yeah. So we, we do EOS for those of you who are listening to the business world, entrepreneurial operating systems. So my business right now isn't necessarily to grow from a, um, from a gross revenue standpoint. It's, it's a, it's a situation where 
I want to make sure my management team is really structured well. We have level 10 meetings, as you may know, and we have a management team of four people. And um, I want them to be empowered enough to come up with new ideas and have faith that we trust their ideas and we'll listen to them. Uh, because the big thing with entrepreneurial operating systems is that if you get everybody in the right place, the right seat, and they all get it, want it, and have the capacity to do the job, and you're all rowing in the same direction, things explode. And like we just had to let go of two people on the same day last week who didn't get it, and I don't even know if they wanted it. And we recognized that way before we let them go. Um, and we need to, someone once said, you hire slow and you fire fast. And back to my vision, 12 to 18 months from now, I want to have less stress from my, my I want to be able to have less, um, I want the, the people that work, I work with to be happier, right? To enjoy it because we have just been on a, a, a heavy ride um, and our sales and marketing have to work with our administration and our administrative people have to work with our health coaches. And these are three very different people, different groups and all businesses have them, you know, you, you know, the person answering the phone is very different than sales and they got to get along. Jeff, man, thanks for coming on, sharing about your life and your business, bringing your passion and your energy. Um, I can't thank you enough, guys. If you're listening and you're not feeling the energy, you're not feeling maybe some happiness in your business, some of these things we talked about today could be a huge benefit to you, whether it's just eating cleaner, doing exercise, breathing, drinking water, etc. Go check out what Jeff's got going on and the information that he's got. Maybe that can help you out as well. But guys, write down something you know, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. Freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day, before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 